You're listening to the Modern Web Podcast. For more podcasts, videos, and events, find us online at modern-web.org or follow us on Twitter at modern.web. That's M-O-D-E-R-N-D-O-T-W-E-B. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Modern Web. My name is Tracy. I'm one of your co-hosts today. You can follow me on Twitter at Lady Leet. Hi, I'm Ben. Usually she introduces me, but my name is Ben Lesh. You can follow me on Twitter at Ben Lesh. Yeah, and like anybody who actually listens to these, he says that every single time. So she, be like, she do trolls it. me. She trolls me. Sometimes she does the full introduction for me, and I'm just like, okay, I didn't have to do anything. Other times she's like, hi, I'm Tracy, and this is. <laughs> I, I love it. Long pause. I mean, it's like the, the intro. That's how it starts yeah. now. Like, you have to kind of keep that it's stick terrifying. going. Yeah. I should do something else, but yes. yeah. Messing Anyways, we have two friends here, uh, Ryan and Jen. Do you want to introduce yourselves? Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm Ryan Burgess. I'm a engineering manager at Netflix. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Burgess D. Ryan. I'm Jem Young, engineering manager at Netflix. You can follow me on Twitter at Jem Young. Cool. Well, we're excited to have y'all, and um, y'all are both engineering managers or something. What's, yep. the to- what's the official titles? I think engineering manager. Engineering manager, manager yeah, is yeah. official title. Is it- That's not your title, is it? Like, Do you have a title yet? Not really. I, I think it was like Edge. Like so, I'm, I'm starting a new job on Monday. Okay. So it's the the head of Edge Core Engineering. Edge Core sounds pretty awesome. That does. That's going great. It's Edge Core. So. Come a little closer. Oh, sorry. Is that better? Yeah. Good. Wait. So you're an Edge Core what? Head exactly. Of. Which head is, of is a leader. It's a manager yeah. leader. Yeah. You should get the manager title, but. You should? Yeah. His okay. head is different from... I'm doing it wrong? Okay, I'll, I'll have that. You're managing wrong uh, already. It doesn't really... It's ambiguous, but manager but is, like, like He's more, like, IC plus manager. Yeah, but you still need the manager you should type, take the manager right? title. Because yeah. you get more money? I don't know. No. I mean, it's probably <laughs> not. Oh, it doesn't make a difference. No. Wait, but why is that better? I need to know this. This is, like... Different. I think, no, 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 like... No. People, when you're maybe applying to other jobs, if you're going to stay on that manager track, oh, right, it's like you yeah, actually have managed. Title. Like, tech lead doesn't necessarily mean that you're managing people. Yeah. And right. so I think it's just more on LinkedIn. You could put whatever you want, right? Like, you could just put head of, right. managing, or whatever. Like, you could put something in yeah. there. But usually they look for the manager title. I'd like to have a better title. Like, skipper would be good. Like, if I could be a skipper. Just so ambiguous. You can put whatever you want yeah. Right. yeah. 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 <laughs> Or like people like CEOs now, they say like a chief excitement officer. <laughs> oh, that's bad. I mean, yeah. that's that's hilarious. Please tell me that's not your titles. No. It just All seems right. like fraud. Yeah. People know what CEO means. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, okay, so what? I mean, Sarah just wrote a book about engineering leadership. I feel like, uh, you know, it's weird, right? Because you think about it. I mean, I've known Ben since like 2016, 2015 or 2016, somewhere around there. Yeah. 2015. No, you said 2015. Yeah. Which means I've known you guys. Oh, the same. Right? Si- yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's like we've almost known each other for 10 years and wow. we're like old as hell. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But then, like, all the people that I feel like, you know, we met or like who, who, you know, who you know within the industry, all of a sudden are like going from IC to manager or architect or whatever. So there's all this like transition to like, I don't know, I guess up, up leveling your career or whatever. And there has been a lot of conversations about like what engineering management is, management is how do you do it right, et cetera, et cetera. 
pain points, thoughts. Do yeah. you love performance reviews? <laughs> no, man, performance reviews are the worst part, I think. But, I mean, I think Same. one thing to even clarify in that statement, too, yeah. is that it's not a promotion. I think a mm. lot of people think that. It's To me, it's a different track. And mm. it's like, you might be at the top of your game as an engineer and be really, really great at it. Um, but then you take, it's almost taking a big step down. It's like, you're, you're now like, you know, high level. you're learning something completely Exactly, new. you go to like a junior manager, that's yeah. what you're doing, yeah. and it's different. Like you're dealing with different problems, you're dealing with people, you're not dealing with code. Um, yes, you're still close to technology, but it's a lot different. And so I think I always want to clarify that too, yeah. is that it's a different type of a role, um, but still great. Like there's a lot of unique challenges that come with it, but it's like, I think a lot of people think of it as like, oh, next up for me to grow is I have to be a manager. And I don't think that should always be the case. Yeah. What are you doing, Ben? I don't know. I, I mean, I'm old you? enough. It's, it's, you, you know, <laughs> I'm old enough thing. so I'm a manager it's now. Just, there's a certain age at which people are going to be like, I don't believe this person can code anymore. Look at him. Mm. So old. Probably, <laughs> probably doesn't even know how to use a keyboard, right? Like... I mean, I mean you did need to call tech support this morning to like... I did. I did. <laughs> it's true. What is the mic output or the, uh, the, the what was it? The, um, the computer output for the audio. Yeah, that it was, was something like that. I mean, I'm, I'm, I should probably just give up and get like a cricket cell phone at this point. <laughs> so, I, so I guess, Ed, what you're saying is like at some point you get so old, you're no longer good at coding. So management is clearly right. the track. I mean, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's fair. But then you don't sure. have like old, angry, like architects. They're all become managers. That's true. Oh my God. That's what happened to me. Angry? We still need, we still need the like angry old uh, architects yeah. like I think that I mean because a lot of it is experience right yeah. like you know what to kind of look for and I think that also helps distill that for more junior folks is that they know the you know computer science they understand yeah. that they've taken those courses but um, how do they you know learn on the job it's like a lot of it's through experience so you do yeah. still need those people who've seen all the you know bad things that people have done or things to avoid and and that's very helpful so i think you still need those architects aka there. jay phelps sure yeah so is jay phelps is an old man uh, i mean architect. jay phelps is an old man now i mean he really is he was born an old man he was yeah he's yeah. really gray oh <laughs> uh, poor jay we're picking on jay he's not even here <laughs> an attractive old angry architect <laughs> there that's a nice compliment i like good looking guy good looking angry you don't have to be ugly to be angry yeah i mean he, he had a he had a photo shoot recently it's pretty good it was really good yeah i don't yes. know if we should show them though but i really yeah. want to <laughs> he's, he's um, a model yeah, yeah. And, he, and he probably doesn't listen to this so we're okay yeah so john what about you like i mean because uh, i feel like brian i've known you I feel like you've always been an engineering manager since I've known you, ish, yeah, mostly, yeah. right? But Jim, you made the transition like mm, a few years, years ago. ago, right? Yeah. So I've been doing it two years or so. Okay. So I still remember being a software engineer. Yeah. It's uh, it is a jarring transition. I was just talking to someone today at the Render ATL conference, and they're like, "What's it like?" And I'm like, "It's a slap in the face." Yeah. Like there's no. Well, why did you do it? Like, why did you want to? Um, I was starting to do that anyways. So. Okay. There, there is, there's two tracks when it comes to software engineering. There's the technical track, the engineering track. That's the one junior, mid-level, senior, staff, principal, et cetera. Um, and then there's the people leadership track, which is mm -hmm. 
manager, senior manager, director, et cetera, et cetera, all the way up to CTO. And they're two really distinct tracks. Yeah. Um, but I hit a point where I was senior and I had to make the decision on, mm -hmm. well, do I want to double down on the te technical track and become staff or move up? Or do I want to make the jump into people leadership? Because I was already doing a lot of things that weren't code, but were actually critical to software engineering. So like yeah. leading projects, writing architecture docs. Did you um, like it more? I did, but it wasn't it wasn't conscious, and I think that was the challenge there. It wasn't, it was just something that happened to me over time. Yeah. Like I started just doing it because I. You're a unicorn. It's hard to find those people who can like be good technically and can actually manage or lead. Yeah. <laughs> It, it was more like I, I like the impacts, and I'm like I, I'm someone who who's a bad combination of like I have strong opinions, and I I don't mind sharing them, and so I was doing that more. I was like, why don't we do this? This should be the direction we should take the project, and they're like, okay, Jen, well you do it. I'm like, crap, okay. So like I I was just doing more and more of that. So it came to a point where I'm like, you know what? I should just be a manager because like I'm doing all this anyways. I don't feel connected to the code, so it's not as hard for me to let go. Um, and let me let me just like make this cautious decision rather than I just keep doing these things and I'm unconsciously moving into leadership. Uh, let's be deliberate about it. So, so in your managerial role, you're writing architectural documents. I do sometimes. Okay, that's interesting too because usually that's like the principal, like the principal staff, like the technical track on the other side that ends up doing that. So it still still ends up being kind of hybrid in your case. Yeah. So the. Thing Ryan can speak to much better than me, but there, there is no crisp de definition of what a manager should do. Mm. And that's the hard part about being a manager is uh, the, the pro is no one tells you what to do. It's great. Yep. I, can, I have complete autonomy on like, do I want my team to be entirely remote? Do I want them to be in person, hybrid? Uh, I can run teams how I want. I can hire how I want. So how do you account. decide what to do? The con is no one tells you what to do. Yeah. So Not like the director or the VP or whatever? Nope. They're just uh, like you're doing your own. Like, what do what do they tell you to do? I, I own my little tiny slice of Netflix. Actually, yeah. it's a big slice of Netflix, uh, and it's my job to figure out how to run that most efficiently. Yeah. And that's, it's good. It's great. You can have tremendous impact, but it's also extremely difficult because you never know if you're doing the right thing, and there's no one around to tell you if you're doing the right thing because no one else knows. Because yeah. that's my job is to know, and then I report that up to my manager. It's lonely. It is definitely a lonely. It's a lonely job. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I can't. I can't overstate how lonely it is. All right, but so what drives the decision? Things like cost. You're gonna be lonely, Ben. Like, um, <laughs> when you're when you're lonely, though, you just go on podcasts and talk about leadership. It's fine. Yeah, it's like you find opportunities like it's that. It's your therapy. Right. I'm gonna start right. a podcast called Angry. You get a manager. you get a friend and you invite him into management with you, and then yeah. You I mean, I was I was actually thinking that as Jeb was talking to about a story there, and I was like. Yeah, and then you may have a manager that kind of pushes you in that direction too. Just just a little nudging there. Um, so when Jem and I worked together, that was I was like, yeah, I kind of see that you could be good at this. Um, <laughs> Sharing so, my misery. Surprise. Exactly. <laughs> and then also when you shifted, I'll I'll never forget this too. Is that he was like, I never really understood what you did, Ryan. Like it's like, and I think a lot of us can attest to that. Is like, what do our managers do? And I even sometimes like my director or VP, I'm like, I don't really know what they do. And so you don't really know, and you kind of like, yeah, they probably don't do that much. Yeah. But when you make that jump, you're like, oh man, there's a lot of things that are behind the scenes, and it is, it's tough. And then you really appreciate, it's, it's like a becoming a parent, right? Oh yeah. You're like so pissed off at your parents about so many things, then yep. you become a parent, you're like, oh God, I'm That's sorry. a great way to look at it. Like, it totally <laughs> is. And 
you know, maybe it sounds bad, but I also think like being a parent and a manager, there's a lot kind of over oh, yeah. there. Oh, yeah. 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 How do you talk to your kids? How do you talk to your people? Yep. Do you overmanage them? Do you undermanage them? Yeah. I don't know. I I am glad we I we built an engineering org and there's leadership because you know now our our ceo is really energized by um people he loves it like the things that exhaust me like you know i mean performance reviews i guess nobody really likes them but uh i really don't like them and he kind of gets excited by them that's awesome it's like you're that's i didn't know people could like those things but that's or like people issues right like I'm so excited to solve this problem. Like, I have so much energy. For me, I'm like, oh, I just want to go to sleep. So, so, so what are you going to do, Ben? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the, um, I think that, I think it's safe to bet that most of the people that are listening to this are probably not managers. They're probably, there's, well, there's fewer so managers in the world than there are. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So, uh, but like, no, so what I was going to ask is like, um, a lot of people, I think, in that position don't even think about this. They just kind of think, oh, my manager tells me to do a thing, and then I do a thing. And then my manager tells me to do the next thing, and I do a thing. And, like, they might have some vague idea as to why the manager is asking them to do that thing. But, like, what sort of things drive your decisions? Like, if, if you have autonomy, like, what drives your decision making? Like, where, what pressures do you have of coming from the other direction, not from your employees, but from the other direction to do what you do? <laughs> Uh, that's a great question. So, when you look at a manager, when, when I was an IC, I'm like, what, what does Ryan do? Ryan used to be my manager uh, a long time ago. Not that long ago. <laughs> um, and I was like, what does Ryan do? I have no idea. And even though we talk all the time, I still have no idea what he did. So I look at his calendar, and all you see is meetings. And that's the, that's the truth of any, any manager. Is like, they have nothing but meetings. And what we're doing in those meetings is we're talking to people, our partners, our customers, people on the team, people on other teams, and we're getting all this context and trying to understand, like, hey, what project are you working on? Okay, what's the overall vision for where we're headed when I talk to my manager? And I get all this context, and my job is to distill that down into what does my team own, what are we working on, and how does that impact the overall thing that we should be working on? Is it in line with, say, what Ryan's working on? And, like, um, the analogy I like to use is uh, managers are human load balancers. So we take all this information and we distribute it out to, to like every person on my team. And we balance that out based on their availability. And like, do they have a, I don't know, they're going on bereavement leave, or are they having a baby soon? Are they going on vacation? Or are they just like feeling a little burnt out and I need to let up the load? And that's a lot of what drives the decision making is like all these factors that, that go into like, hey, I'm gonna put you on projects. That people don't see any of that, and they shouldn't. They shouldn't have to know like everything I'm thinking about. I just say like, here's what we're doing. Here's why. Um, and can you take care of that for me? But there's a lot of factors that but go. You have a manager. You have a boss. So. Everybody yeah. has a manager. Yeah, of course. I, I, except there's probably like one person in every company that doesn't have a manager. But that's true. Um, <laughs> but, but even they have a board. I was just gonna say, I mean, even the CEO yeah, has yeah. a board that they're reporting to, they're and then they have investors. stakeholders, yeah. and yeah, sure. Uh, Everyone's answering to somebody. Um, yeah. But yeah, so like, what if what if they do like like if if like, so it can't be full autonomy. At some point, someone has to come to you and be like Jen. Maybe not Netflix. I, I think not, maybe not Netflix. I I remember that environment. Was well, like, I think there's some there. accountability too. Is right. like when you know all the things Jem said is true, and then it's like kind of to your question, Ben, of like, well, how do you know what to work on, or like how do you even know those things? 
Um, it, you know, you want to understand, like Jem said, the direction of the company going and like how does your you know piece, your team fit into that equation. But then also you are held accountable to that your team is delivering, your team is you know helping towards that goal um, that may be there. And so I think as a manager, yes, you might have some orders that you're kind of pushing down from higher above and, and distilling that. But I also think I, I prefer to call it like influence is like you're trying to like influence people to make informed decisions. You're providing that context of like what's important for the business. And I don't like to say like, hey, do this specific thing. It might be the right thing to do, but I also might be very like narrow focused and miss an opportunity. So it's also trying to distill the right amount of context that it's not overwhelming, but also enough ambiguity where people can go, oh, I have a great idea. The vision. That, yeah, I can take that vision and apply it to my work. And so it's a balance because like if we were just order takers, then you're like, why wouldn't the like CEO just go down and tell everyone what to do, yeah, why do we need right? Like, why do you need yeah. managers and like at all? It's like, I just heard it from him and I passed it over to here and she passed it on to that person. It's like that, that kind of just feels like a waste. Yeah. I, I feel like the level above where you folks are at is probably like, oh, well, here's a list of problems we have. What are your ideas? Okay. Which do you like best? And then if there's a tiebreaker, they're breaking ties. Uh, Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, <laughs> I feel like there's way more politics than that. Probably. Happening. Also, you have to sharpen your dagger every day. And, yeah. Yeah. Well, how, how how much politics do you all have to deal with? Like, because I mean, I imagine, and you know, there's meetings, especially in larger orgs. I don't know about Netflix, but it's like very like, all right, well, this guy's being a dick, so he's saying something, and. Do I take it seriously or do I have to go to this person to do with it and what type of information I'm actually getting and what what um, what uh, motives does X, Y, Z have and what's the actual truth? I mean, I yeah. don't know. Yes, no, maybe? I mean, there's politics in yeah. any company. I do feel Netflix, from my experience at other companies, has been usually fairly good on less. A little bit but, less, yeah. But there's still engineering level, But it's right? still there, right? Like, yeah. it's always there. But I think another way to look at it, too, is you're dealing with people, especially as a leader. So understanding, like, if someone is being a dick is like, well, one, are you accepting that and just being like, oh, I should listen? Or are you pushing back and, like, saying, hey, probably not the best way to, to get yeah. that message across um, but yeah it's, it's taking a lot of dealing with people and understanding like what's the motivation what are we trying to achieve and so sometimes that is very ambiguous on like how that person delivers the message yeah. to the next person delivering the message so it, it's really about dealing with people I would yeah. say is a good way to put it but there's there is always politics in some way shape or form yeah I personally am trying to avoid that part of it it's like let's just get the work done you know, do the best thing for the business, and that should be our ultimate goal, and that hopefully removes some of that politics. Yeah. I say all these hopeful things because we all know that it's still it's still there. I think it's um, you know what I've seen in a lot of different organizations, like you know, I mean, engineering led versus sales led, you know, organizations are run very differently. Like, how do you deal with people who are? you know, more on the, like, who don't understand engineering, who are trying to, trying to manage engineering, like, how do you help them understand what engineers are trying to do, or what your org is trying to do, and how not to get, you know, into the weeds? Yeah, no, I think, for me, that's definitely something that I feel like you, as a manager, you're trying to make sure that things are clear, so you might speak differently 
right? Um, my manager, very technical, so I can talk to her about things that get into those weeds, right? But if I'm talking maybe to like a product manager, I'm not saying that they're not technical, mm-hmm. but some may not be, or the design leader, you're not gonna tell them all the nitty gritty, but you wanna speak to something so that they understand and can maybe even distill to their team. And so there again, sharing the proper context, but also making sure that it's clear for that person. So you might change the message a bit. So at Netflix, just context for people that keep hearing me say at Netflix, because I was at Netflix. I think I was at Netflix when you moved into a managerial I position. joined actually Netflix as a manager. Oh, you did? Yeah, okay. I think so. you might have been there before me though. Maybe oh, that was the maybe, case. Maybe yeah. that's when you joined. Um, yeah. But yeah, so like Netflix is like a, it's a tech company. Like it's a tech company it's a media company on one side, and then we're on your side, it's tech all the way pretty much to the top. Yeah. People yeah. are technical. Where like a lot of people say, I worked in finance, I work now in financial tech, and like not the current company I'm at, or even the company before that, but like there's places in the world like, like Citadel, I was at Citadel. And Citadel, there's, I noticed that management, or at least management two above me or so, were operating kind of as a shield for the tech folks from like a totally wildly different mindset of an industry with you know these um, like captains of industry type like investor types that are I mean heads roll when yep. when they want them to roll like it's it's a different sort of mindset um, than like a tech company so I, I was wondering is is there anything at, at Netflix where you feel you have to like shield your the people under you from stuff that's happening over top of you or absolutely um, yeah like I mean. You want, sometimes it's being clear and transparent on like what's happening, but sometimes it's like, there again, back to like, what information is important for my team? Right. And sometimes it is shielding them from some of the noise and distilling what's important and some of the other stuff that's not so important. And you make mistakes too, right? There's times where I'm like, ooh, I probably should have shared that with my team earlier or that that was important, but I thought at the time it wasn't the right information for them or it would have been a distraction for them. So I think it's like that where I'm like, you might be that like management sometimes is the shit umbrella, right? Like they're yeah. protecting their team. Um, and I think you should be doing that as a leader. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the, the red flag for when that's not happening is when you have a manager that causes you to pivot a lot. And it's like, why would this be happening if it wasn't just because they were being a straight pass through from whatever you know whims were coming from the seven people that they talked to that are above them or whatever. like. Um, but yeah, constant pivoting is it's a symptom of, of that where I've seen the, the shield break down and yep. all of a sudden you're like, what? I just started this work last week. You want me to change again? Okay. We do a lot of consulting and I like to like go in and I, I don't know how we got into this position, but at this dot, I feel like we're always the the fixers or the problem solvers. So like going into orgs, we're like, oh my God. God, it is a mess in there. But, you know, truly and passionately, like, we want to help because it's yeah. like you see you see the problems, you know, and then, like, how, how do you create change that, like, makes an impact, right? And at some larger organizations, like, we've been in clients and we're, we see the issues and we're like, oh, my God. You know, you spend three years and, you like, you move, like, one inch, you know, of this huge, huge, huge thing and you're like, okay, well, it's just ne- it's never going to change in you know in a good and impactful way that you wish you did. But some of these smaller startups you go into, you're like, wow, 
wow, just wow. I just, I can't, you know, you can't even believe some of the stuff that's happening or like, you know, um, you know, sale, VP of sales, like changing the direction, like talking to individual engineers and like, you know, asking them for updates and you're just like, oh my God. Or like people just getting fired left and right because they're not delivering when there's actually no engineer. Anyway, so I love that stuff though. It just excites me when you can actually like solve those problems. That's why leadership is is a very difficult job because the stuff that you really need to do and Ben to your, to your point on like politics and uh, like a lot of changing directions, things like that. The way you solve that is through strong leadership saying like, here's our vision. From the vision, you get a strategy, and here's our strategy, here's how we're going to execute it, here's where we're going in the long term. Like, having all this stuff down, getting alignment between everybody, so we're like, okay, I don't know exactly what we need to do right now, but I can agree generally this is where we should be in, say, two years, three years, something like that. Yeah. But the problem is, a lot of leaders, a lot of leadership, what I've seen is, they don't see the value in doing that, because it doesn't feel like you're doing anything. Like, it's not, it's much more satisfying being in the code, and like, changing a PR or being like, hey, I'm leading this project, I'm doing something. But a re real leadership is like setting this vision and giving people the autonomy and the context they need and they can execute against that. But you you don't see that often because as a leader, it doesn't feel like you do it. You're like, why do they pay me? I'm just like writing docs and memos and right. talking to people and making sure that they believe in the vision and like all these things and you know, like it doesn't feel like work. But when you see when that, that isn't the case, is chaos and everybody has their own interpretation everybody is like moving their own direction uh, and you have to manage that you have to foster it. it's like a child you have to raise these ideas and make sure everybody's like bought in while everybody's doing their part but that's the failure and why leadership is difficult is because it doesn't feel like work but it is and when it doesn't happen you see the results it's like chaos what do you think of um and if this is too much of a hot take we can uh <laughs> gently skip over this but what do you think of a uh, uh, the rumor, or maybe it's the truth, who knows, what is the internet, of like Facebook, um, of Facebook like uh, what, like getting rid of middle management, is that like kind of like the thing that they're doing right now, they're like restructuring to like not have as many managers? So I think that's like, I think I've heard that as well, and uh -huh. I've definitely heard companies do those types of things, um, I think there's even companies that have tried literally getting rid of management, like almost like entirely yeah um, and so that it's like very little chain of command uh -huh. um, but I think in the case and I don't really want to speak to Facebook because yeah. I don't know deeply on that but I am seeing companies start to reduce the like layers right yeah. they're they're looking at it as like how do we make sure that we have like a good span of control of each manager so you don't have a director leading a one-person manager um, with like three direct reports you're like wait why do you need that director for that manager for those three direct reports you could yeah. probably just have one either the director or the manager to lead that team yeah and even then three direct reports is pretty small in my opinion like you might start there and then it's you're building up hiring or whatever but if it's you know or like I've seen it where like one manager with like one or two direct reports you're like do you really need that and so I think or one companies, direct report yeah like that is how Facebook I've is, seen so. that yeah Facebook I've definitely is very seen. much oh I have one direct report of my manager it's like oh. and, <laughs> and you're like wait are you just managing that one person they could almost 
I, yeah. I could see some ways in which you're blocking them from some things and going to those meetings so they're not. They're like IC plus manager. I think it's so. Also like, yeah. Is it because like none of the managers wanted to do performance reviews, so they kept pushing it down and pushing it down and pushing it down? Maybe, yeah. It's like you have to deal with that person's performance review. I'll deal with yours, so I don't have to do as many. I don't know. So wait, if is my wife a manager if she has a one direct report? I think yes. technically, yeah. yeah. I think there's yeah. direct report. Yes. <laughs> performance what about reviews. The kids? Are What's going on long. with the kids? they report to me i don't know we'll have to work that out oh you, you, you might have a that. reorg at that point of just to just just the yeah. right span of control yeah. Yeah. how many people do y'all manage uh right now i have 10 direct reports mm -hmm. um do you feel it, like it's like the perfect amount or i think it it varies like i ha i've seen i've usually stuck around the 10 i've mm -hmm. gone upward of like 18 for mm -hmm. a while um which that was getting a little more um, it also depends on like I've managed two teams at the same time that I think was more difficult doesn't matter even the amount of people on the team it's like two visions two yeah, yeah two different directions and if they're two really similar teams you could probably it's not as bad like there was one point where I had you know web engineers as well as mobile engineers and there I had a lot of direct reports but they were all really working on similar uh, product vision yeah. so that was a little bit easier but I've also had it where you have this distinct team owns completely different things than this team, and you're stretched like so much like, and, like thinner your VPs across that. Or whoever they luckily you have to, no, like, they luckily still oh, rolled God, up to God. that point, but it, it just That'd were very painful. different, right? And so I think that that can vary. Um, I don't know what the best number is. Yeah, ten might even be like getting up there. Like I yeah. think it's probably around eight might be like yeah. a nice magic number. Yeah, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I mean it's six, mm -hmm. uh, soon to be eight. Um, it, it like the, the level you can uh, manage varies. So it depends on the seniority of the team, how technical the team is. Are they a product team? Are they like a platform team? Um, are they really junior? Are they really senior? So it, it does it vary. I, I, yeah. I think yeah. it, it does depend. Yeah. Um, I think. Or does Jay Phelps answer to either one of you? No, no. Oh, he has so many more fun questions I could ask. He's on a partner team. Yeah. So like I. So you have to deal know. with his drama. He's the angry architect. You're like, let me shield my team from this. No, I have <laughs> never had any problems. He's, he's yeah, he, no, he's like, he's, he's like super professional. And he loves his job right now. Yeah, he does. And he's really, really good at politicking. Like, not in a politicking bad way, but like in a able to convince you of a lot of things. Or, you know, in my case, just wearing me down to say, okay, Jay, you're totally right. I agree. I completely agree with you. He comes over to my house on the weekends and like, he'll be hanging out and... If there's downtime, he's actually working on Netflix stuff. Like yeah. he likes it that much. This uh, this podcast is actually about Jay Phelps. But, yeah, just Jay Phelps podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Secretly. <laughs> <laughs> Do we give Jay Phelps his relationship status? Like, are they... just kidding. Yeah. Just kidding. Wrong podcast. This yeah. is tech podcast. If there's any single ladies out there. Oh <laughs> <laughs> no, there's already like a throuple thing going on here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, um, any like. Um, tips for people like tips for uh getting started if you or like making decisions i mean jen you talked about like just a very um conscious decision of saying hey i want to do this or hey i don't want to do this that's okay too uh, i'd say it's easier to get started if you have good leaders to emulate ryan in, in this case is someone I, I always go to for advice um a lot of times in my early years when i was stuck as a manager i was like what would ryan do 
And like that, that helps. This I, is I think your if tattoo you're for you. WWRT. Yeah, shit. <laughs> don't get that tattooed on you. Like, That'd be weird. learn from all my mistakes. That's that's probably yeah. a better way to do it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'd say if you're looking to make that transition, be be conscious about it. Be yeah. deliberate. Sometimes it happens to us accidentally. That's okay. Um, if you become an accidental leader, which is a very common case, you know, like companies grow and they're like, oh, you need, you should be a leader. And you're like, okay, let me try it out. Um, and then it's okay to say no too. If you try it out for a little bit and you're like, uh-uh, I hate this. I want to be icy. That's okay. I, yeah. I'd say one of the things that people tell me is like, if you're a manager, don't complain to your team about like, oh, I wish I can code. Oh, I hate doing this stuff. Cause like, it doesn't help. And like, yeah, being a manager, like that, that part sucks. Like the administration, the performance reviews, I don't, I don't hate like reviews or anything like that, but it is work you have to do that doesn't feel like you're doing anything with the code, but it's stuff that has to get done. And I think complaining to your team. Yeah, someone yeah. has to do the paperwork. Yeah. Someone has to make sure you're getting paid. Someone has to make sure like, uh, when it comes to compensation season, you definitely want your manager doing all the paperwork because you want them to be on top of things. Um, but I'd say the biggest tip I'd say is your manager, understand if you should be coding or not, and like be fairly clear on that. If you're gonna code, that's cool. Like, if you have time to do that. But if not, like, let it go. And don't try to periodically jump in the code base. Because the minute you become a manager full-time is the minute you become the least proficient person in the code base. And I've seen people, like, try to jump back in. Like, try to, and it's oh, just what like, about this oh, PR? Stop. Yeah, it's like, just, just let it go. It. <laughs> you do your job, I do mine. Um, but you trying to, like... do you right. Just kidding. Oh, no, I've right. totally made that mistake. <laughs> I have done, and I'm very much against leaders coding. I think mm -hmm. it's, like... Mm bad in, in mm. general um and people may disagree um <laughs> which is fine but i think it's i look at it as like what's the role i play as a leader and what's the role that an engineer on the team plays and yeah. i think that it's like what could i be doing that the team isn't doing yeah. and how do i like do that work for them but or even like hire ahead like what are we going to need for that next role so should i be going to conferences like render atl to network and maybe possibly meet folks that might be right for my team um, or how do I grow people on the team? Like these are all the things that I think a manager needs the time and bandwidth for. Yeah. So if you have time, it's like, it's really easy to be like, oh, I could jump in the code base. And it's like, it's not the best use of your time necessarily. And also I think it sends poor signals to the engineers on the team. It's like maybe a lack of trust, right? Mm -hmm. Like why is my manager in the code or looking at my pull requests and like giving me input. Um, they, they get paranoid. Yeah, they yeah. get paranoid. Um, I once worked with an engineering manager that like refactored people's code after the fact, right? Like they would ship a new feature and then the manager would go in and refactor. And that, that was not good for the rest of the team. Like yeah. they, the manager meant well by it, but it was the wrong signal for people yeah. too. So yeah. So yeah I'm a, there was a little bit of that at Google. It didn't, didn't usually go over very well with the person who got, who got their code refactored. Right, yeah. like it's yeah. it's weird. And I think even, so I was a manager that got thrown in, right? Like where it was, I literally walked in one day and they're like, yeah, you're managing the team now, um, which was fine. I was like a lead front end engineer at the time, then moved into management. And what I realized early on made many mistakes where I still was coding um, and I needed to let go. Yes, I knew that code base really, really well, but it was how do I up level the rest of the team and give them the opportunities to, to do that and learn that. And over time, it doesn't matter if you were the most senior or know that code base really well, you start to get further removed. Jeb said, you're in meetings all the time, right? The code base after months, two months, three months, six months, a year, 
it's drastically changed. You're not as familiar with it. And so you're jumping in maybe, maybe you are jumping in once a month or something. It's drastically changing. So you're not that proficient anymore either. And so I think it causes a lot of headaches for the team. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Ben? Uh, oh, my role is a little different. Than, yeah. Like, so my, my role is very much like the expectation is I'm going to be reviewing people's PRs. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a lot of it is like, teaching people how to make the code more efficient so things aren't so expensive on AWS or whatever. Like there's there's a lot of more technical stuff that's involved in mine. Um, and I don't know. I like, like where Jem was, where it's like you're an IC, but you're give, you're being given managerial Right, I, I, wasn't, it, I wasn't chosen for my managerial ability. Yeah. That's, that wasn't like, they were like, I don't oh. think any of us are though. That's yeah. the thing too, is like nobody has people training on that, right? right? Like we all went to school for being technical engineers. Well, there's, a, yeah, there, but there's a, there's a part of it. Like, so there's technical people that are really good at asking themselves, like, or thinking about the how of things. And like, that's a very, very technical part is the how, the how, like, and so those are like the people that are great architects and great, like principals and staff engineers or people are really good at how, but like, um, then there's there's the other aspect of that of like the why and the context and the what ifs and uh, the what's next and the organizational bits just little things like all right so we, we're having this meeting why are we having this meeting and what are the action items that come out of it that if you just leave a whole bunch of people in a room that are all good at how they don't do any of those things and so like as you get more senior you start to realize that you have to pick up that flag and march with it or nobody else is going to do it. And if someone sees you do that often enough, they're going to be like, oh, you should do some management too. Um, Uh Well, cool. Thanks so much for joining. Y'all have a great podcast too. Do you talk about these topics? Oftentimes, yeah. In front and happy hour, we have a mix of, you know, engineering topics, but I think there's times where we're talking like recruiting, hiring, management things. It's, it's a good mix of that, mm-hmm. which has been good. And Jim, I've seen you like tweet about engineering leadership. Yeah, I like, like laying on Twitter yeah. about being a manager. Um, yeah, it, it's mostly as an IC. I didn't have yeah. a lot of insight into what managers did, and now that I am, I try to... Yeah in part like some of the challenges that I face mm-hmm. that probably most people don't have visibility into. Yeah. So both of these folks are great to follow on Twitter. Um, soon you'll see Ben complaining about being a manager on the <laughs> one internet. Of us. One of us. We're, we're here <laughs> as a support group. Yeah, we're here for you, man. That's good. We need it. <laughs> um, and then Sarah. Sarah's book is out. Sarah Drasner. So great you can book. look up um, yeah. the engineering leadership for the rest of us, right? Yep. Is that what it's called? Um, so she has a great book out and um, yeah, hopefully yeah, hopefully this topic like continues and you know, I think again a lot of people that we know are kind of like run going into this role. Hey Ben. Mm-hmm. Including Ben. Yeah. <laughs> Monday's gonna be a fresh start, man. Yeah. <laughs> Surprise. Performance reviews. In one week. Right. Do it. Really one do week. performance reviews right Oh my god. <laughs> I know. We just finished performance reviews. Right now we're doing manager performance reviews, so I actually have to do performance reviews, which is why it's on my mind. <laughs> I think I don't know. I, I feel like the technical that? leadership folks get a little taste of it because there's yeah. so many people they work with that yep. they have to do um, yeah. reviews for during that season. That I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. anyways, I love performance reviews, y'all. Um, yeah, and then you can follow Ben on Twitter or myself, and we'll see you next time. Thanks a lot. Thank you.
This podcast is sponsored by this.labs, a framework agnostic consultancy that specializes in JavaScript. You can find them at this.co slash labs. That's T-H-I-S-D-O-T dot C-O slash labs. Shout it, yeah! Queries do, so come on, let's go, cause we got a show for you.